Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their You got Rommel yet? Sup, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, we got a breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Going to go across town to the, the home daycare center, the clown car full of children, where Ryan Callahan calls home. Ryan, could you be so good as to tell the good people of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast why we are having yet another breaking news edition of this podcast? Well, Tennessee is making another addition to its 2022 recruiting class uh, with tight end Brody Foley of Cincinnati committing to the Vols on Saturday. Uh, this is one that had kind of been in the in the works for a while. I think it was pretty clear that Tennessee had had built some momentum with him over the past month. He made two trips to Knoxville uh, over the past month, went to the open practice that Tennessee had back on April 10, came back two weeks later to attend the orange and white games. So had, had become pretty familiar with Tennessee and, and just, you know, I think things just continued to move in in their direction here over the past few weeks. So even though he had an official visit to Tennessee scheduled for next month, uh, the weekend of June 25th, also had scheduled an official visit to Indiana the weekend of June 11, uh, and, and was looking into possible uh, official visits to a couple of other schools. I think he just decided, you know what, I've, I've found the right fit. And, uh, you know, Tennessee has been involved with some other tight ends too. So, you know, go ahead and claim, claim my spot and, uh, and, and commit to Tennessee. So we've seen, uh, we've seen Tennessee add a few guys to, to kind of get things started here in the 2022 class over the past month. And now they get, uh, what might turn out to be their tight end in the 2022 class, uh, a guy that they offered a couple months ago uh, back in early March, and uh, and things kind of came together pretty quickly once they really started to pursue him. Yeah, and just for the deets on him, uh, Brody Foley, or as I'm going to call him Brofo, uh, I think I've decided that he's going to be Brofo. He's six foot six, 235 pounds from Anderson High School in Cincinnati, Ohio. We've got him ranked as a three-star prospect in the 24-7 sports composite. Uh, he is the number 28 tight end, 537 overall, number 16 prospect in Ohio. But this is a young man who also has 26 offers. Auburn just decided to jump into the mix. And I will say this, uh, you're a Tennessee fan, you're sitting there saying, oh, I'd rather beat Alabama and Georgia for people. Okay, fair enough. Um, but when you look at some of the, the other finalists on this kid's list, you look at places like Indiana, look at Minnesota, those are places, th- those were top 10 teams at, at times last season. Th- those were teams that uh, have have won a lot of games. They developed a lot of players, and and they clearly have a type that they're looking for. So I wouldn't sit here and just completely dismiss this out of hand. I think this is a a pretty good looking tight end prospect, six six two thirty five. I like that length. 
Uh, and, and the Cincinnati area has been pretty good to Tennessee. So, you know, Alex Golish is a guy who certainly knows that area pretty well, goes up there, recruits, and gets his guy. And, and if, if he's being recruited by the tight ends coach, who's also the offensive coordinator, makes me think, he, makes me think I should say that he likes this kid. For, for sure. And, and I think there, there are a couple things to really like about this. First of all, he's a good-sized kid. He, he, he's listed at six foot six, 235 pounds, as you said. Uh, pr- pretty good-sized tied in there and and yet still lean enough athletic enough that he you know splits out at wide receiver a lot for his high school team as you see from a lot of tight ends these days uh, I, I think he'll be a, a pretty good weapon in the passing game and and the arrows pointing up on on this player I think in, in his recruitment uh, obviously you know I mentioned Auburn had, had just offered uh, just within the past two weeks coming off his visit to Tennessee for the spring game on April 24, two, two days after that, I believe he got the, uh, the Auburn offer. So there was some talk that he might go down there, take an unofficial visit or, or even a dead period visit sometime this month to, to check out Auburn, at least look into that. But uh, you know, with his familiarity with Tennessee, just the relationship he had built with this staff, particularly with Alex Golish, uh, I, I think he, he and his family decided, you know what, Knoxville's four hours away. That was a pretty easy trip. Both times we made it, uh, we could see, uh, you know, he mentioned to me that his family can see him play really eight times a year some years because uh, when Tennessee plays at Kentucky, that's just down the road. And then, you know, seven or so home games every year. Yep. So that's a pretty easy way for his family to see him play all the time. Uh, and, he's, and he gets to play in the SEC. So I think all things uh, kind of just pointed to Tennessee once he made the trip down a couple times and really liked the energy of the fan base and the offensive fit. And, you know, it just seems like a good fit all around. And, and we've seen Tennessee, you know, you mentioned Alex Golish having those Ohio ties, we, we saw Tennessee recruit a, a handful of tight ends from the Midwest in this class. Uh, we'll, we'll see if that is a long-term trend, but they went after uh, a couple teammates from Nebraska, uh, Mikey, Mike, Micah Riley Ducker and, uh, and Caden Helms, who are teammates actually at the same high school in Nebraska. Uh, Riley Ducker still, or, or until recently at least, was scheduled to take an official visit to Tennessee next month. We'll see if that happens now, but um, they've, been involved with those guys, been involved with, uh, with obviously Brody Foley uh, and, and Alex Golish in particular, been pretty aggressive in, in the state of Ohio, getting Tennessee in the mix for some, from some 2023 guys already. Uh, a lot of guys in the 2022 class he's been involved with too. So uh, not surprised to see Tennessee going after tight ends up there, but we'll see if that's a, a long-term trend or just kind of how it's worked this year with the talent that's out there. But it does kind of fit what this staff seems to be looking for a long athletic tight end who can be a, be a weapon in the passing game I think they would like that to be a part of this passing game and and this gives them I think a little bit different dimension some in some ways from the tight ends they currently have on the roster and I've said for years Ryan and you are are the recruiting czar on our site and and you've you know you probably have forgotten more about recruiting than I know if we're all sitting here being honest but but I do know enough and have been around this long enough to say that I've always believed Cincinnati should be an area Tennessee recruits pretty hard. Um, it, it's a good, it, it's a major city. Uh, you know, it's less than four hours away. You just got to go rush straight up I-75. It's a really easy sell for people. Now, if you're a big-time prospect in Cincinnati, there's a good chance Ohio State's going to want you, and, and that's always going to make it difficult um, when you want to beat Ohio State for any player in that state. But there are a lot of good players in that state. Kentucky, for one, has gone up there and, and just had a killing over the years. You know, 
selling kids from that state, from that area, on coming a couple hours or just an hour or so south and, and playing in the SEC. And, and I think that's an area where the staff, you know, Golish from, from Ohio, you know, they, they've got some, some ties up in that area. Uh, and, and I think that's an area that, that really – Tennessee should probably be looking at pretty hard in recruiting. Am I am I overstating that? Because I know Tennessee's always going to have a wide geographic base in recruiting, but I've just always thought that if there's a good player in Cincinnati, Tennessee needs to be in that fight. Yeah, no, that that seems fair. And I, you know, I was trying to think back. Who, who's the last big time player Tennessee got out of Cincinnati? Would it have been Ben Martin? Right? Was he from? Wasn't he from up there? He was from Cincinnati. Uh, he was from Cincinnati. Yes. So, so yeah. Aside from that, I, I couldn't think of too many. They've they've gotten there in recent memory. So it's yeah, it's D- not been yeah, a, a place D- that Dylan Wiseman from was from up there. Right. I mean, they, they've gotten yep. some 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 under the radar guys, but I don't know if they've right. got any big timers. Yeah. So that that's going to be the knock on that. I'm sure from some Tennessee fans is that why go to Ohio and get players that Ohio State's not pursuing. Now, to to be fair to that though. Um, talking with, uh, with Brody Foley about that Ohio state had shown some interest Had talked about getting into camp next month. Uh, it doesn't sound like he's looking to do that and he's not too worried about it. Uh, I guess it's always something to keep an eye on for, for an Ohio kid, but, uh, it's not as if he was not on Ohio state's radar at all. So that's at least worth noting, but, uh, yeah, Ohio state can't sign every good player from that state there. Let's face it. There are, uh, there, there's enough good talent in Ohio that, you know, Michigan and, and Penn State and some mm-hmm. other good programs go there and get players sometimes that that they don't have Ohio State offers. Ohio State is one of the top, you know, top five or six recruiting teams almost every year uh, across the country. So it's it's a good enough state that you can you can find good players there that are that are good enough to play at Tennessee, no doubt. Uh, that don't have Ohio State offers, so I don't think you can worry too much about that. And uh, you know, again, Auburn just offered him less than two weeks ago. I think I think that speaks pretty highly of. Uh, of his game. And I think he's a guy that if he was located in the South would probably have a few more sec offers. Just sometimes schools aren't too worried about going up to Ohio uh, if they're in the sec, because that's, it's not fertile ground for schools like that to recruit for Tennessee. They're in the middle of a few regions. So it makes more sense to recruit Ohio. And as you said, it's four hours away to go up to Cincinnati. And this is an example of how you can get some kids from there sometimes. So I, I like this pickup and, you know, Hey, the number 16 player from Ohio, you know, that's, it's not signing day, but, that's that's usually a pretty good player, and I, I think that's what you're getting here in, in Tennessee, and maybe a guy that's even better than that. By the time we look back at the rankings at the end of the year, I think he might be uh, still on the move up. Just if he continues to build on what he's done, he's a he's a good looking athlete, and, and with that kind of length, uh, there, there's a lot to like about his upside. Yeah, as much as I like our rankings, I should note that, that they're going to be updated multiple times before we get to you know a part where we're sitting there looking at okay, where is this kid rated? I mean, look at look at basketball. Tennessee's last. The last update, just so many of Tennessee's signees just shot up, and all of a sudden Tennessee's got the number two basketball class in the country, uh, moved up from number three to number two after that rankings update for the final update. So there's a long way to go between now and then. Ryan, quickly, but, but before we go to break, when I look at this kid 6'6", 235, uh, if he's a legit 6'6", you know, looks to me like perhaps more of a flex-type tight end, a guy who can who can be in line, but a guy who also can do a lot of stuff in the slot, maybe even go out wide in some formations, pick peanuts off the top of some heads there, some DBs in the red zone, make some big plays. Um, but you've, you've spoken with this kid, and, and it sounds to me like you, you think and he thinks he's a guy who can also be more of a, of a classic inline tight end, which I would imagine he probably needs to bulk up a little bit to do that. Yeah, and I think he is already doing that. You know, I think we've seen in the past uh, six months, nine months or whatever, he's, he's put on uh, a good 10 pounds or so, I think. So you already see him kind of filling out a little bit. I think that 
that sort of lends itself to what you're talking about him, him maybe being more of an inline tight end. You know, once you get a guy like this, that has this kind of build, this frame, uh, get him in a college weight room. He's going to be an early enrollee. That's another plus for him uh, going to Tennessee next year. Uh, not that he's necessarily going to have a clear path to a starting job next year. Cause he'll still have some, uh, some competition from some veterans like Jacob Warren on the roster and miles mm-hmm. Campbell will be going into year two, but I think he sees there's a chance to, to still carve out a role for himself early on. If he can take advantage of arriving early and uh, get him in there for six months and get him in a weight room and on a, on a meal plan and all that, I, I could see him being 245 by the time he's a freshman. And that's a, that's a pretty good size tight end. So I could see the inline part. And, uh, but as you said, he's got the skills uh, as a receiver and having split out wide in high school, I certainly could see him doing that some. And, and he's a good enough athlete that I think he is the kind of weapon you want to take advantage of in the passing game. And it, you know, again, I think when we've seen Josh Heupel's offense at its best, uh, you know, certainly at Missouri, he had some tight ends that could help this way in the passing game, maybe not as much at UCF, but I think his, his offense would like to have a, a guy like that that has the length to go up over the top and make some tough catches across the middle uh, to, to help those receivers on the perimeter and give you another option in the middle of the field and, and to, to be a weapon down the middle, uh, maybe in, in some, on some deep routes and I think he liked that Tennessee's tight ends were used quite a bit in the two practices he saw. Uh, the Tennessee threw their way quite a bit uh, on both of those days. So I think he feels he can be a, a, a valuable part of the passing game. And, yeah, there's a, there's a lot to like about that skill set in this offense, I think, because of the way Josh Heupel has shown he can use tight ends in the past. And look at the best offenses in the NFL and look at some of the best offenses in college football. Uh, what's one of the common denominators? What's one of the through lines there? Good tight ends, uh, really, really good tight ends are absolute weapons and can do so many things. And that's an area where Tennessee needs to get better. Frankly, there's a lot of areas Tennessee needs to get better, but the tight end position in particular is one where Tennessee uh, could take a leap forward and do some things. And 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 I think maybe make a make a step forward as an offense because it's, you know, I mean, you, you just look at the teams that have been lighting up scoreboards in the NFL and in college, and you see so many good tight ends. Well, and I'll, I'll say this too about if you're if you're looking for sort sort of an early uh, trend in, in Tennessee's recruiting at, at, at certain positions under Josh Heupel's staff. Uh, you know, we mentioned some of the other guys they're recruiting. Micah Riley Ducker listed at 6'6", 235. His teammate, Caden Helms, listed at 6'5", 222. Um, even Bennett Christian, uh, a guy that is recruited to Ohio or committed to Ohio State, has been recruited more by this staff from the Atlanta area, and his dad played at Tennessee. Um, you know, still, still on Tennessee's radar, but a guy like that, 6'6", 235. This staff likes those long, lean tight ends uh, that, that, again, have a build that can allow them to get bigger. But, um, you know, the, the last staff, I think, liked bigger, you know, sort of blocking tight ends, more, more guys who would fit in, in an old I-formation offense. This staff seems to like those guys that have the longer build that can be a real asset across the middle because they can go up and get it over a defender. And they've got some, some pretty good athleticism to, to make, a, make a nice catch and run for some yards uh, after the catch. So, um, I, I think that's that there's a there's a common denominator among all those guys. I think they've got some similar skill sets. And uh, I think you, you can kind of tell that's what the staff is going to trend toward at tight end. There's a lot more to discuss about this, guys. We got to discuss Tennessee looks to be building some momentum finally in recruiting, uh, picking up some some guys here from the high school ranks and from the portal, portal, portal. Uh, 
So Tennessee's doing some good things there. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, hey, is this, you know, assuming Brofo sticks, is he going to be the only tight end for Tennessee in this class? There's a lot of things uh, to discuss. Uh, we, we can't get them all in the first segment, so we're going to need a second segment for that. Before that, though, we're going to step away, pay some bills, listen to some products, ads, services, in-house ads, and other fun things. And we will be right back here on the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town there at his home daycare center. we got a breaking news edition of the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Tennessee has added three-star Cincinnati tight end Brody Foley, I should say, from Anderson High School in Cincinnati. If I just say he's from Cincinnati, people might think he's coming from the portal portal. This is a high school kid. This is a traditional uh, high school commitment to the University of Tennessee. Uh, we got a lot more to discuss here in the second segment. Before we do that, though, quick reminder, guys, if you could take about, oh, I don't know, 90 seconds, two minutes out of your day right now, uh, it would really help us if you could go in there and hit the subscribe button on this podcast. If you're just listening on the website, uh, we really appreciate that, guys. There is no way you you listen to this where we're going to go, man, why are you doing that? We're happy that you're listening there if you're listening on the website. But the biggest thing you could do to help us out here is go into your, your smartphone, uh, your tablet, on your laptop, your computer, whatever it is that you are using. Anywhere you can cast the fine pod, you can find the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. I'm talking Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher. Go into all those apps. Download this podcast. Please, please do that. Uh, please rate and review this podcast. There is nothing you can do out there that would help us more than doing those things. I, I mention it on every single episode because it is that important. Uh, we do this for free. It's a labor of love. We are happy to do it. Um, and the only thing that we're going to ask is if you could go in there, uh, rate and review this podcast, please subscribe to this podcast. Please tell your friends about this podcast. And we can keep this thing growing. We can add wolves to this wolf pack. And we can do what we've been doing month over month, year over year now for a couple of years, which is bring more people into the fold and have more listeners to this podcast. Ryan, it seems to me like, you know, when Heupel and his staff got to Tennessee, right, Josh Heupel and, and company, they, they get there in difficult times. It, it, it's a tough time for Tennessee. We know that some potential sanctions are, are coming down the road from the previous uh, administration. We, we we know that there are issues right now. We know Tennessee was 3-7 and seven last season. We know Tennessee has not been a 
true SEC contender, national title contender in years. We know there are issues with this program, and we wondered, a guy like Heupel, uh, how quickly could he move the meter? How quickly could he get some things going in recruiting? And right now, if you look at it objectively, Tennessee does not have one of the nation's best recruiting classes or anything like that. But the Vols, I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, I believe this is about the fourth commitment or so in the past month, and it looks like some things are going in a better direction. Do you think this staff is getting a better foothold now, or, 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 or what, what's causing this? Let's not call it a hot streak yet, but, but it looks like some momentum is building finally. I, I think that's fair to say, and this is four commitments, not just less than a month, uh, about three and a half weeks they've, they've gotten four commitments now. And, uh, th- you know, that, that's probably to be expected uh, just this time of year. Uh, but it is interesting because I think a lot of people thought, um, you know, I, I would have maybe said a few weeks ago that at, you know, once they got Elijah Herring and Vincent Sneed uh, in the class that, hey, you know, there's no guarantee anything happens before June because so much uh, about recruiting in this uh, dead period has been aimed at, you know, what, what's going to happen when visits resume. And so many players have been eager for the chance to go on true visits uh, that, you know, none of these guys have even met Josh Heupel's staff in person. You can feel that you've met them from FaceTime and uh, from Zoom calls and things like that, but it's it's not always the same as, as meeting people in person. So there was some thought that, hey, they're going to want to wait and meet meet this staff and, and be around them in person and see if they like the vibe when they're there for a true visit. But they've still been able to get four guys in about three and a half weeks to, to join this class and kind of get things started. And that that speaks volumes to me about the job they're, they're doing because I, I think they are – doing a good job of selling the program in, in tough times. Uh, I, I think there's, you know, there's not a lot of buzz around Tennessee necessarily nationally. And that's, that's made it tough for this staff to come in when they did and, and sell what Tennessee's doing. In addition to all the NCAA stuff, you know, they're coming in off a three and seven season. And uh, the, you know, this, I, everybody knows this is the, the fourth staff Tennessee's had in what the past nine, 10 years. So it's, it, it's, it's not a, uh, as, as, uh, as, as, sexy of a, of a time to be at Tennessee as, as it was 15 years ago. So you're stepping into a tough situation and uh, you, you've, you've got to build some buzz, get things going. And, and they've still, despite all that, they've gotten a four-star quarterback, obviously, and Taven Jackson. They got an in-state guy and Elijah Herring, who's connected to some other guys and a good player in his own right. And then uh, you get Vincent Sneed to start building what needs to be a big defensive line class. And now you get a nice tight end from Ohio and it, it just takes time. It's been three and a half months now since, uh, less than three and a half months since Heupel's hiring. But once you build those relationships, it just kind of starts starts to come eventually. And so that's what ha- has happened. I think they've just done a good job just kind of chipping away and making up for lost time with some of these guys and uh, obviously have some momentum here going into what should be a really busy and potentially very productive month of June for Tennessee and, and a lot of other teams across the country. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about next quickly is just how big everything's coming up in June because I know that – that's that's normally a big time in the calendar anyway, but things now with COVID, you know, finally starting to, you know, this is this is me knocking on wood right here. Hopefully that doesn't wake Gus up, but I'm knocking on wood here uh, to say that I, I hope that that things keep going in this direction and it looks like things are opening up. Kids can take more visits and and maybe things start to pop for a lot of people right now. Yeah, and I think I think this is uh, this, this month of June is going to be really important for Tennessee because they've. They've got a good number of official visitors scheduled for June. Um, one of them was, you know, Brody Foley. One of them was Taven Jackson. So they've gotten a couple of these guys to go ahead and commit despite those official visits. So um, we'll, we'll see how many end up happening. But they're they're up in the teens now of, of scheduled official visits, you know, somewhere between 15 and 20 already that we know about. And uh, we'll, we'll see how many of those end up happening if they add to that list. 
uh, in the coming weeks, but they, they certainly are expecting to have a pretty steady flow of official visitors during each weekend and even maybe a couple midweek visits during that, for that first four weeks of June when things are open. And then they've got you know eight or nine camp dates in June uh, that are going to be really important too, uh, especially important because there were no camps last year. So not just for the 2022 class, but to give a better feel for some 2023 guys, uh, that that's important. So it, it's going to be a wild month. Uh, you know, I've, I've told people to expect a, just a, a steady flow of, of recruiting uh, updates and uh, potentially commitments because, you know, visits in the summer always lead to commitments anyway. So, you know, with this, with this class kind of steadily building now, I, I think you can expect Tennessee to continue to add to, to this class over the summer. And those June visits are going to probably play a big role in, in what is added to this class going into the season, because uh, it, again, first chance to go out on the road for a lot of these guys in 15 months. And uh, even the guys who have taken some trips during that time, it's just not the same. So the, the, those in-person meetings with coaches and, and things like that, it's hard to overstate the importance of that. And, and camps can always lead to new offers that might uh, pop, you know, give, give Tennessee some additional options uh, on the radar that, that lead to commitments too. So it's going to be a pretty important month for everybody. Ryan, last thing I've got, unless you've got anything else to add, is I wanted to ask about Tennessee in particular at the tight end position in this class um, because it's so difficult when you look at sort of scholarship distribution. There are so many factors here um, based on we don't know how many guys will want to, you know, maybe a couple more guys will want to leave after spring practice. We'll see if some other guys transfer in. We'll see. Um, we'll see how things go in the first year for Tennessee. And, and, and on top of all that, you don't know, is the NCAA going to take away some scholarships at some point? You don't know, um, you know, if some guys might want to leave the program. You just th- There are so many moving factors. And there will be guys that this staff really likes or they think they like and they're not going to like so much. And there will be some other guys, surely, who they're, they're not thinking a ton of right now. But as the season gets going, they will produce and they will become more important parts and they'll solidify positions. That's just sort of the nature of things. So I'm asking you to hit a, a target that's moving at about a million miles per hour because Tennessee has so many positional needs in recruiting and only so many spots with which to work, right? I mean, you're trying to rebuild a roster. This is not an easy thing to do. New systems on both sides of the ball, lots of moving parts, guys going in and out of the program, so many things happening. So my question to you is this. Do you think Brody Foley could be the only tight end in this class? Do you think Tennessee will look to add more? I mean, Tennessee's offered at least a couple dozen tight ends, so far as I can tell, in, in this class. Could this be it for Tennessee at tight end, or or could there be a situation where you know maybe another one or even two gets added? I I think this is there's a chance this is it. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what Tennessee decides in the coming months. You know, as you said, I think that that evaluation could could evolve in the coming months. One thing to watch. Uh, a couple of Tennessee's signees are are versatile players who could factor into the future of, of their tight Good end point. position. Good point. Um, so that, I think that's one of the things you have to evaluate this summer to to get a better feel for where those guys are going to fit in, and, and certainly even into August and September. Does Julian Nixon, you know, a jumbo receiver that they signed uh, out of the Atlanta area, does he end up playing tight end? Does he get a look on defense? You know, he could play a few different spots with his with a big frame like he has. In tight end, you know, given his background as a receiver, tight end would make a lot of sense, especially in an offense like this. Does Trinity Bell, uh, a really big kid who's who's already you know 265 plus pounds, um, played tight end a lot in high school? Does he stay at tight end, or does this staff see a bigger need for him at defensive end or offensive tackle or somewhere else, 
or, or do they just see a better future for him in another position? So what happens with a couple guys like that could impact how they pursue that uh, other players of that position going forward. And then, you know, we, we touched on earlier Tennessee's possible scholarship limitations too. Uh, you might lose a few spots in this class in, in the coming months, depending on how quickly they get some sort of resolution to this NCAA situation. They're hoping that it will be uh, expediated by the way they've handled it, get bringing in the NCAA and kind of investigating, investigating together so they can get all this wrapped up, hopefully a little more quickly than usual and not have to wait this out a couple of years to, to get some sort of finality to it. But if that happens anytime before national signing day, you, you might go ahead and take a few spots from this class in the 2022 class, just depending on what the, what the penalties are. And so that might make it harder to justify taking a second tight end with all the other needs they have. So I, I think considering all of that, I think there's a real chance there ends up being just one tight end in this class. Uh, can't rule out anything. You know, again, they've still got some interesting options on the board, like, like a Bennett Christian, who's you know been pretty solid to Ohio state to this point, but he's got family ties to Tennessee. So maybe someone like that still, uh, ends up being an option down the road. They, they've, they've recruited some other guys they like at that position. But, you know, I think they made this decision to take Brody Foley, knowing kind of where things stand with those other guys and thinking, you know what, we like what we have here. We need to we need to go ahead and take take this guy that's uh, that looks like a good option for us right now and not look back because uh, he's a player we like. And, and just based on where things stand right now, he looks like probably Tennessee's best option. So no need to hesitate. And uh, this, I think they, they're taking him knowing that he could be the tight end in this class. So we'll, we'll see if that changes, but I think that's kind of where things are right now. I think that might be a good place to leave this, Ryan, unless you got anything else. If you do feel free to feel free to add it. No, I think that's a good place to leave it. And uh, you know, we'll see if, uh, see if Tennessee has anything else in store. Uh, they've kept us busy with the transfer portal and all that, but uh, we'll see if things calm down here uh, anytime soon, or if there's, there's more on the horizon leading up to June. Did you just suggest that it was possible that anything would ever calm down in Tennessee? Did you really just <laughs> say that? I mean, honestly, like I'm, I'm surprised lightning isn't striking right now. I'm surprised it's not going through your through your roof or through a window and striking you right now where you stand in your house. I'm just saying. It, it calms down for a few days here and there sometimes, you know. That's true. Let, let's hope for that. Let's let's hope yeah. for some for some calmness. That would be good. Thanks for your time, Ryan. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thanks, Wes. And you know what, guys? Thank you for listening to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. We, we say this all the time. We say it every episode, but we mean it. We genuinely mean it. We love you listening. We love you being here. We're happy to be a part of your day, and thank you for being a part of ours. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. And Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. If you want just Tennessee news, nothing else, you can get that anytime you want at twitter.com slash govols247. You can also go to facebook.com slash govols247 and get tons and tons of stuff there circulating throughout the day. Um, But if you want that most delicious East Tennessee mountain spring water, just right from the tap, go get that at govols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets to get coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball, where the fifth-ranked balls are doing all kinds of big things under Tony Vitello as they're hoping to get to a College World Series, which would be quite an accomplishment uh, for how far that program uh, has risen recently. Really, really, really impressive stuff there from those guys, and they need to pay Tony Vitello. Pay him. Side note, pay that guy. Get him a facility and pay that guy. Also got Lady Vols coverage with Maria Cornelius, who does an excellent job. The award-winning Maria Cornelius covering all things Lady Vols for us all the time. Lady Vols basketball, softball, and everything else. Tons and tons of good stuff there. We got two forms that run around the clock. We got the checkerboard and we got the summit. Uh, And we're there 
almost 24-7, guys. There's a reason why we're called that. And, and you can ask us anything as long as it's not political or religious in nature. Fire away. And that's what we are there for. We can talk about anything. Now, there's been a lot of digital water cooler commiserating in this uh, this sort of COVID-19 era we've been living in. Um, but we've been able to get through this together in large part because of the checkerboard and the summit and the relationships that we have on there with people. It's been wonderful for a lot of people. Come check us out. And you get all of that for the low, low price of less than one freaking mediocre lunch per freaking month. That's all it costs. That's all it costs. You can also you can try a free trial, but then what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to pay us. And when you do that, that's when you see how great of a deal it is. And if you pay us full price, then you get access to Paramount Plus, which used to be CBS All Access. Now it's Paramount Plus, which has so, so, so many things. Uh, every show CBS has ever made commercial-free new movies every single month. Tons and tons of movies, some old classics, some new ones. Great stuff on there. Uh, you get live sports, ball stuff. Uh, you get SEC stuff, SEC football and basketball. You get college basketball, NCAA tournament. You get PGA Tour. You get NFL. You get UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League. You get so many things from the catalogs of Comedy Central, MTV, BET, Nickelodeon, and Smithsonian. That's a $100 plus annual value in your pocket that we give you no questions asked. No one else can offer you that, but we can, and you are a fool. I pity the fool who does not take advantage of that. So go take advantage of that. Guys, nothing else you should hear from us Monday unless anything breaks before then. So until then, uh, keep a distance from people if you can. Uh, get that vaccination. Please, please, please. We're so close to getting through this. And let's be good to each other, guys. It's been a tough, tough time for everybody. Be good to each other. We'll see you soon.